God always has a better plan for us than we do for ourselves. He's got a better plan. And I think sometimes we, we're like, oh, I want to do this, and I got to do this, and I got to go to this school, and I got to do this, and I got to graduate from college here. And, but we put these things, and we have our plans, but there's plans that God has for us as well. And some, sometimes we put our plans over God's plans, and we've got the choice to believe the fake news that the enemy says or that the media says and what the haters in our lives have to say about us. But we've got a decision to listen to what God says about our lives. And, a, and, we have to, uh, and according to that, we've got to know what's real and what's fake. Psalm 139, um, it talks about this. It talks about there, there's a book in heaven. And, and, and in this book, it talks about every single one of your days are written in it. And God says that before you were born... Before you took your first breath, he says this, he says, I knew you, I knew my will and my perfect ways for your life. So you don't have to believe the lies. You don't have to believe the fake news before you were even born. God had a plan for your life. He's got a plan for your life. God says, he says our days um, in his perfect plan is written down for us. But somewhere along the line, what happens is we start to believe someone else's story other than God's plan for our lives. Or we start to make our own story other than the plan that God has for our lives. Like, here, here's what happens a lot of times. We get into a relationship with someone. And basically what we'll do is we'll hand the book of our life. We'll hand our story over in their hands and say, you know what, you write my story. And, and we'll leave it up to someone else to decide. Or maybe we've got certain friends and, and we are figuratively handing our story over to them and allowing them to influence and allowing them to write the story of our lives. Or maybe what we do is we look in the mirror and we think, we think I, I'm not seeing the person that God says that I am. So let me write something easier, more manageable, more practical for me. And so by the time we get into God's word, by the time we get to church and we hear that God has a better story and he, we hear that he's got a better plan for our life. We, we're, what we're doing is by the time we show up, we're already carrying this book of the story of our life and it's tattered. It's torn up. It's beat up. And, and it, maybe it's even got pages ripped out or maybe it's got sections of God's words that are crossed out. And it turns out to be a different version than what we've been given. See, but God can always rewrite your story. He can always rewrite your story, no matter how bad it gets off track. God has written words into your life and into you. And tonight, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Tonight's message is called Just Speak Life. Everyone say that with me. Say, Just Speak Life. We can do better than that. Say, Just Speak Life. So here's the deal. In life, there will be all kinds of people. There will be a lot of people who will speak anything other than life to you. There's a lot of people who will speak death. There's people who will speak discouragement. There's people who will speak hate. And, and a while back, I was scrolling, scrolling through um, Instagram. And, and I saw a person post a picture uh, of themselves. And, and then uh, these people comment. And they start to comment and they, they start to speak lies and they start to speak hate and they start basically being bullies online. And, and I watched that person for a little while they, and they, over time, they actually changed 
who they were because the next few pictures, they changed to accommodate what that person was saying about them. Tonight, we're talking about the power of our words and how our words can literally bring life and death to somebody else. We're going to talk about how you can get that book, that God-written book of your life back into its original condition and how you can read God's words about your life and how you can know exactly who you are in God. Someone say, just speak life. The Bible says this in Proverbs ten eighteen. It says, talking about bad about others makes you a fool. Now, I don't, I don't think any of you guys would ever do that, talk bad about anyone. But in the Bible, it says, talking bad about others makes you a fool. Look at the person next to you and say, don't be a fool. Look at the person on the other side and say, can I get your number? Not really. <clears throat> but listen, listen, listen. Talking bad about others makes you a fool. And the Bible, and in the Bible, listen, in the Bible, a fool is someone who, who God can't use because they aren't willing to be used. A fool is someone who is so focused on others and, and other people's lives that they literally can't be in a position to be used by God. See, when you talk bad about people, when you speak death about people, when you speak lies about people, when you speak something that that is contrary to what God says about that person, you become a fool. So I, I can't speak bad about people and then turn around and say, God, use me. Because I just put myself in a position to be a fool. We have to just speak life. In the Bible, there are over 70 different references about the power of your words. There's 31 of them. That the verses, they talk about how powerfully and how positively you, to use your words. There are 39 verses about how, how negative your words can be. But both are telling us that our words absolutely matter. The things that we say absolutely matter. And not even talking about the things that you say to other people. But I'm also th- talking about things that you say about yourself or things that you, you, you say to yourself. See, the Bible says that one day <clears throat> that we will someday stand before God. Every single one of us one day will stand before God and will give an account of every loose word that we've said. Now, how, how many of you guys, those of you guys who are drivers, someone cuts you off in traffic and you, you might use a loose word. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe, maybe someone, what happens is someone um, looks at you wrong and, and you might throw out a loose word. Um, on, honestly, and the Bible talks about this, that one day we'll stand before God and God is going to call us out on that. And he's going to say, hey, do you remember that time that someone cut you off and you used that loose word? And you're going to be like, uh, which time? Like. But, but really, like, he's, he's going to call us out. Like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of joking about it, but really, honestly, we are accountable for the words that we say, for the things that we say to other people. How many of you guys, you've ever said something, and right as it's leaving your mouth, you're just like, I wish I could get that back. How many of you guys have ever done that before? You're like, can I put rewind on that? Like, come on. Like, <clears throat> when I was in high school, my my... My senior year, my English teacher, her name's Miss Hunter. 
She was about four foot tall. Actually, I don't even know if she was four foot tall. And I'm not very tall. So if you're shorter than me, then you are short. And so she, this lady, she was evil. Like she was the most evil lady. And, and I think she was mad about being four foot tall. And, and so one day in class, like I was in a bad mood. I wasn't, I, I, I was actually just kind of being a jerk. I, I wasn't happy. So I wasn't paying attention in class. And Miss Hunter calls my name. And I respond, yes, Satan. I, I don't recommend that you ever do that in your class. Um, at that moment, Miss Hunter lost her mind. She lo- I was in so much trouble. I was in the principal's office. I, it, and here's the deal. I don't know if you guys, those of you guys who play sports, it was football season. And I played football, loved playing football. But if you ever got in trouble during football season, like you're in big trouble once you hit the field. Like I had, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but I had to roll the field. Like from end zone to end zone. I was throwing up in full pads. I was throwing up through my face mask. Like it was disgusting. All because I used one loose, loose word. I had this friend who always, always would say stupid things. Any of you guys have that friend? If you don't, maybe you are that friend. Um, but here's the deal. Here's what we're here. We were at a school dance one time. We were at a school dance, and and he could get no girls to dance with him. And and so, don't point fingers. He and so, here's what happened. Listen, listen. One girl walks by, and he's like, and he, he's like, um. And the music's playing loud. And he's like, hey, would you like to dance? And she responds, no, I don't want to dance with you. And, he, and then he responds back, no, 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 no. I said, you look fat in those pants. <laughs> don't do things like that. He got slapped so hard. Here's the deal. You can't take back loose words. You can't take back loose words. I want you, I want you to read this. If you got your Bible tonight, we're going to look in the book of James. Starting in chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 5. It says this. Um, The Bible says this about our words. It says, The tongue is a small thing, but what enormous damage it can do. A tiny spark can set a great forest on fire, and the tongue is a flame of fire. It's worse than that spark. It's full of wickedness, and it can ruin your life. It can turn the entire course of your life into a blaming a blazing flame of destruction set on fire by hell. Dramatic much? But I think it's, it's trying to prove a point. It goes on, excuse me, it goes on to say, For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, it can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth, blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not be so. Like I used to say this when I would hang out with friends and and they would use loose words or they would cuss. And I'd be like, oh, you kiss your mama with that mouth. And like, like, but, but it's just talking about how we... Out of the same mouth, we you comes blessing and cursing, or out of the same mouth, we're, we're one moment here we're praising God, and the next moment we're back at our seat 
maybe using loose words or maybe saying things that, are, that aren't right. Words can do so much damage. By a show of hands, who's ever been hurt by what words someone has said? I think every single one of us could say we've, we've been hurt. I know, I, know, I know people who are much older than I am who aren't living God's plan for their lives because of what someone said to them when they were a child. And it's still affecting them to this day. That's how dangerous our words can be. If we're a people who, if, if we are the kind of people who we say, God, I want you to use me. I want you to transform me. I want you to change me. I want to put you first in my life, God. I, I want you to use me to do great things, God. Then we also have to make a decision to start speaking truth and to stop speaking death. I have to speak life. See, when someone's, when someone at your school or maybe around you or, or what, someone's in your life and someone's being bullied, like I'm not joining in, but I need to do the right thing and go right away and speak life to that person so that culture of death can't live in their lives. When someone's being hated on, I need to shut them up because the person they're hating on was, be, was created by the image of God. Who am I to say anything bad about anyone else? Because every single one of us were created in the image of God. I'm going to speak life. And it's going to be a challenge to all of us. It, it's difficult. I'm, I'm the fastest today. You idiot. Like when someone cuts me off and track, you moron. Like, like, but I, we've got to learn to practice using, using our words to speak life. Um, by a show of hands, how many of you guys would say like that you want God to use you to do something great? I would hope all of us do. If that is the case, if every single one of us do, then you also need to make a decision to stop Speaking death. By that, I mean lies, I mean hate, I mean gossip, I mean foul language, and anything that is against someone else, or even yourself. See, there are hurting people all over this world. There's hurting people all over your schools. There's hurting people in your homes. And God may be wanting to use you to speak words of life to people. Here's the deal. You may be the answer to someone else's prayer. How are you using your words? How are you using your words? How do you use your words when you talk about someone behind closed doors? When you're with a group of friends? How do you use your words when, when you were gossip out, gossiping about what that person was wearing? How do you use your words when, when you clicked like on something that was horrible on Instagram or Twitter? Treat your words as though they're few. Use your words wisely. See, when you begin to speak God's words into your life or into someone else's life, it can absolutely change the whole outlook, the whole trajectory of someone else's life. Like, I'm, I'm so proud of you guys who are constantly bringing friends to emerge. I love it. That's so awesome. And I'm so proud of you. I celebrate that every single time. But know this, your invitation doesn't win someone to Jesus. But your invitation to life will. See, Proverbs 18.21, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
It's not like your, your tongue tongue, but it's talking about like the words that come out of your mouth. Death and life are in the power of the words that you speak. Don't speak death. In Matthew 24, it talks about how uh, the overflow of our hearts. And, and it talks about how out of the overflow of our hearts, the mouth speaks. So be careful of what you're putting into your heart. Be careful about what you're putting into your life. Be careful about what you watch, what you read, what you listen to. Be, because it's what will eventually, it will be what comes out of your life. See, if I had, if I, and I meant to have this, but if I had a cup of water up here and it was, it was full. And I had a pitcher of water in this hand and I started to fill up that cup of water. What would flow out of the cup? Water. What you put in is going to be what spills out of your life. The things that you put in, like if you're putting in the word of God, if you're putting in, in, in Christ in your life, when, when, someone, when someone sees you or when someone bumps into you or when, when, when someone is around you, what's going to spill out? If you're continuously pouring God in, the love of God's going to pour out. It's got to pour out onto other people. What have you been putting into your life lately? What's been spilling out of your life lately? If you want God's life to pour out of you, then you have to put God's life into you. You have to believe what God says about you. You have to believe that he's got a purpose for your life. You have to believe that um, that sin in your life holds you back from a relationship with, with God. And that can radically change your world. If you want to speak life, you have to receive life. If our band could come back up. Proverbs ten eleven it says this. <clears throat> it says, the words of the godly lead to life. Like, let me ask you this. Do you want to know where you stand with God? Where you stand in your relationship with God? Do your words lead to life? Maybe that's a question you need to ask yourself. Do my words lead to life? So tonight, it, it's, it's real simple. Tonight is basically a checkup on your life. It's a checkup on who you are. Tonight is a night to meet with God and to check some things that are going on in your life. What's spilling out of your life? Is it truth? Is it life? Is it God's goodness? Is it His power? What are you allowing to be poured into your life? Is it goodness? Goodness? Is it death? Is it hate? Is it insecurity? Is it depression? Is it lies? Check those things in your life because that will give you a good temperature of where you're at with God. See, I gotta be, I gotta be honest with you guys. Like, I'm I'm working hard myself at trying to be a better encourager, at trying to be a better person who speaks life into people, who encourages people, who speaks the word of God into people. Um, and 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 not that I even before that, not that I spoke bad things to people's life. But at, at times, i got to be honest, I, I don't speak anything. And, and I'm naturally just kind of a shy person. And, and But I my desire is to be a person who speaks life at all times. Not just, not just kind, encouraging words, but God's words. God's promises. God's truths. Because those are the things that are life-changing to people. I want to wrap 
wrap up our, our night with this in, in, in your Bible, in Ezekiel, and I, I didn't have it on the screen, but write down Ezekiel 37. I want you to read this. In Ezekiel, it's, it's one of the most, I love this illustration that, that I'm going to tell you about. Ezekiel, he has this insane vision where God shows him this large valley and it's filled with bones, filled with dry bones. It, and what that means, dry bones, it means that these bodies have been dead for a long time. There's no meat on these bones. There's nothing in these bones. There, there's no life. There's nothing at all. So God, he walks Ezekiel to the middle of this huge valley with dry bones, dead bones all around. And God says, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? Ezekiel, he, he responds. He said, God, only you know that. And then God starts to challenge Ezekiel. He says, Ezekiel, speak life into these, into these bones and say, and listen to the word of God. And this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to breathe into you and make you live again. See, when you go home tonight, you may be walking into a valley of dry bones. When you go into your school tonight, you may be walking in. Uh, tomorrow, you may be walking into a valley of dry bones. And God is going to ask you the same thing he asked Ezekiel on that day. Can these live again? Now, keep in mind, like God won't ask you to try to fix them or, or try to fix everyone and try to put them all back together. All he said to Ezekiel, just like he's telling you, is I want you to speak life. If you'll speak life, I'll put them back together. Your job isn't to fix people. Your job is to speak life into people and God will fix them. I want to ask everyone to stand just for a moment. See, real quick, Ezekiel, he does three things. He does three things when he speaks life to them. The first thing is he trusts God. He trusts God. Students, you may be in a place where you're wanting to God to use you, but you're not willing to let God lead you. You can't be used by God if you can't follow God. Tonight, maybe you're here and you don't even fully understand all of this God stuff, all of this Jesus stuff, but you know in your heart that you need him tonight and you need to accept Jesus into your life. That's the very first step. The second thing was this. He was available. See, God doesn't just use the talented. He doesn't just use the gifted. He doesn't just use the good looking. He doesn't just use the attractive, the super talented people. All all God wants is for you to be available. He wants you to be available. All you have to do is show up. Let me ask you tonight, are you available? If you want God to use you, you need to be available. The third thing is this. You got to speak life every chance you get. Every chance you get, you got to speak life. All across this room, I want everybody to just bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment.